Hey, everyone. Before we start the show today, I have an important favor to ask you. Over and over again, we've had people tell us just how much they love our unique show format, coaching everyday freelancers to help them scale. But here's the tough truth. We can't do a show like this on our own. Sure, we could just do a few interviews with the same authors and experts you hear on all your other favorite podcasts, but we love talking with real freelancers in the trenches. So here's the favor. If you've been lurking in the shadows, if you've been listening for a while, but you've never come on the show, we need you. Visit freelance2founder.com and scroll to the bottom of the page where you can sign up to come chat with me and Clay on your own episode. Your business doesn't have to be perfect, your website doesn't have to be live, and you don't have to know anything about podcasting. We want to help you make progress in your business. That's it. So visit freelance2founder.com or click the link in our episode description and we'll chat soon. Okay, now onto the show. Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee. And I'm Clay Mosley. And this is Freelance to Founder. Every week, we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission. To help you ditch the feast-famine lifestyle and build your own sustainable business. At one point, we were both brand new freelancers, barely making ends meet. But by now, we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from freelance to founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands. Visit freelancetofounder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now. Today, you guys, is our mega productivity episode, and it's nearly an hour of our best tips, tricks, tools, and advice for getting more done and making more money with less time and less effort. That's the dream, right? Keep growing your business without working yourself to death, and in today's show, that's exactly what you'll get. It all starts right after this quick message from our sponsors. Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules and restrictions apply. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Freelance to Founder. I am Preston Lee from Milo.co. And with me on the air today is my buddy Clay Mosley from GetDripified.com. Hey, Clay. What's going on? What do you think, man? I mean, in terms of like productivity and organization, is this something you do January time or all the time or just when you start to feel things out of whack or or what do you think? Uh, uh, all of the above. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I try, I try, you know, I try to make it like, uh, like January is a very good, I honestly, actually December. Mm. It really is for me. Like I, I don't know. Everybody seems to, uh, like end, end their year in December. I, I, and I end mine in November. For the yeah. most part, like I, yeah. I pretty much called December a wash because, like, I don't know, like it's Christmas and like I, I just don't want to work in Chris- in December, so I just work my ass off from January to November. So, uh, yeah. anyways, uh, which is actually a pretty good point because I have to be ultra productive in those eleven months. Yeah, to, yeah, <laughs> to make up <laughs> right. for the twelfth, right? Um, 
so uh, kind of to answer your question, like I, I try to do it like in December, um, whenever because I do I I am quote unquote off. Um, I'm really just kind of in maintenance mode, but that gives me yeah like December I December I spend December um, just kind of reevaluating everything, and so that that's everything from like what I offer, um, my prices, you know, like what clients I want to fire, uh, uh, and also like productivity processes, um, that kind of stuff. And so this is the time that I do it. And then, but I also try to do it in around June. So mm. mid year, yeah. I don't wait. I don't wait till the end of the year. I, I, I do a mid year check with myself and then like, That's really interesting. Yeah. And then, and then if I feel like, if I feel like it, any other time during the year, if I feel like something's off, then yeah, I'll reevaluate. Yeah. Yeah. And I go through slumps every once in a while where I feel like I just like I'm not making any progress and things. And I'm just like, okay, clearly this can be fixed. What am I going to do to fix it? Yep. It's funny that you say that you do December and June. Um, I kind of start thinking about it in December and then really nail stuff down like the first week of January. Um, because I, I'm the same way, like from like mid-December to to the new year, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm so swamped with stuff. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, not everyone listening celebrates Christmas uh, or celebrates any holiday this time of year. Obviously, mm-hmm. we have an international audience. Thank you guys for listening. But but definitely, those of us who celebrate holidays, it can it can be a lot. And that's maybe something good to keep in mind. Like if you're working with clients who do celebrate, that might be why you see a financial slump in December. Um, it could be a good time to focus on your own business uh, and really get prepped for the new year, particularly. But it's, it's mm-hmm. interesting you say June too, because I tend to do this in June and I don't think it's because I intentionally do it. I think it's because just like I get past the craziness of Christmas and do it in January, I get past the craziness of uh, the end of the school year with my kids. So there's like oh, just so yeah. much going on that I fall behind on things or whatever. And I'm like, I got to fix this. And so then that naturally is early June, mid-June when they get out of school. And I'm like, okay, let's rethink how things are happening. So sounds like we kind of are similar in that regard. Time. Yeah, similar. Uh, for, I guess for different purposes, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I'll, I'll know that. I'll know that. Uh, I guess my I'll migrate to that side here in a couple of weeks <laughs> with uh, <laughs> us having a, a new baby. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You got a while before you have to worry about school and all the extracurricular activities, but uh, you're well on that's your true. way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're well yeah on that's your way. true. Um, yeah, I found. When I was about to have a kid, I always did that too. I was like, okay, I got to get more productive because I know I'm going to be busier uh, at mm. home. I'm going to be busier with the family. So anytime there's like a life change like that, I tend to focus on getting more organized, getting more productive processes, hiring people, working with people, all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've, it feels like you've seen that a little bit as you prepare to have your kid. Yeah, it's it's definitely, I'm trying to rewire my mind uh, along with my schedule uh, because I know like once once our baby's born, um, and for those of you listening, this is my wife and I, uh, this is our first baby. So I don't know the baby life yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so, so, but so the way we're going to do it is like, as of right now, we, we both work six days a week and, and, uh, and we take Sundays off. And so what we're, what we're going to do. So we're not, we're not getting a daycare. We're not putting our child in daycare. We're going to hire a, uh, a nanny. Um, but we're only going to do it three days a week. And so the way we are going to do it is we're uh, we're going to stagger our schedules to where I'm working like five days a week. She's also working five days, but like uh, one of us is going to be watching the baby 
while the other one's working on one of those days and then vice versa. Hmm. Um, I I don't know if that math works out. It might be like us hiring a nanny for four days. I can't remember. Um, but basically, like sh- like I'm working, uh, I'm working. You know, like Tuesday through Saturday. Um, I can't remember. Like I think she takes Mondays off, or she's gonna take Mondays off. But anyways, I think I know what you're saying. What you? I think you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, anyways, there's gonna be like two days, two days a week where where one of us is completely off, yeah. and one of us is working. And and for the person that's off, that's we're, we're going to be watching the baby. So like we're yeah, you know you know what I mean. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm basically having to squeeze my work week into shorter weeks. Yep. Yep. And um, I, I found that that has happened to me over the years too, where it's like, well, I, so I started as a side hustler, obviously, and I only had like two hours a day to squeeze stuff into. So I had to be super productive if I wanted to grow the business at all. That's mm-hmm. probably, that's not probably, that's definitely part of the reason it took me so long to like get real traction was because, you know, two hours a day, not that much. Uh, I mean, still, it was great to be able to utilize those two hours, but couple hours a day is just not that much time. Yeah. Um, you know, the business has grown like exponentially ever since I was able to go full time. Uh, and you know, like a lot of people, I wish I had done that sooner and and built in processes and and all that sort of thing a lot sooner. I guess mm-hmm. let's dive in. Let's let's share what we want to do today on today's episode is share uh tools, tips, uh resources, anything that has helped us or currently helps us be more productive and more organized. Get more done in less time. Uh, what else? Just feel while, like there's sleep. While making more money. While making more money. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, making more money in your business without having to do more work. Yep. Yep, I love that. Isn't that, so, what, isn't that what everybody wants? That's what everybody wants Of anyway. course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. So... Uh, why don't you kick us off? What's your first tool or tip or resource yeah. for for being more productive and making more cash? Well, the first thing I have to say is that everybody's going to be different. So, like, no matter what we say, you and I mention on this podcast, this yeah, episode, yeah. like, it, it's going to work for some people and and not for others. You know what I mean? So, like, I love that. I would say like everybody needs to find their right, um, what do I call it, uh, stride or environment. To be productive, so so just full disclaimer there, um, and and most people are going to go through a bunch of like trial and error type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know I did. I don't know. I I, yep, I, I still, still do. Yes, I I, yeah. I was about to say I I'm still doing that. But um, so anyways, that's full disclaimer there. I actually love that um, because um because like that's maybe that's maybe the umbrella tip over all of this stuff, which is like you have to figure out what works for you. Like yeah, being yeah. productive doesn't mean like here's a great example, and I'm I don't mean to cut you off, so don't forget no, your first ahead. thing. <laughs> here's a great example: people say like inbox zero, getting your inbox your email inbox to zero messages is like the the ma- this massive productivity hack. Guess what? I'm looking at my email inbox right now. I have fifteen hundred and eighteen unread messages in my inbox. <laughs> That could sound like so much anxiety for some people. <laughs> it really can, but for me, it's not a big deal because I know that I've read the important ones and I've skipped yeah. the unimportant ones. And yes, I should probably archive them. Blah blah blah. I'm sure I'm going to get tons of. Don't write me an email about this. I don't. I have clearly have enough email. You don't need to tell me that I need to delete my emails. But Plus you probably won't read it. 
I probably <laughs> won't read it. And so, uh, and so, like, yeah, I guess, I guess the point is, like, whatever works for you, you got to find what works for you. And the other stuff, you don't have to do it if it if it doesn't, because getting to inbox zero gives me anxiety. Like, like going through yep. emails, I know I don't need to read from the subject line or from the sender. I just skip them. I know I don't need them. And so, like, the thought of reading all that email just to delete it or archive it is is. Silly. So anyway, I know that could be a whole conversation for another day, but I love that you bring up that it's it's about like finding what works for you. So kick us off. Yeah, um, I'm actually gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with that point about email because it is a huge topic mm-hmm. of discussion. Yeah, and we could do an entire episode on this, but I'm gonna go ahead and with the first point because I I have done all kinds of stuff with my email. I have tried using folders and putting things in folders and mm-hmm. and moving stuff, tagging it and. And I've even used uh, uh, different like Chrome extensions or Gmail extensions to where like, okay, use your Gmail as a CRM and blah, blah, blah. Like none of that worked for me. I hate, I hate putting my stuff in folders. I'm sure some people love it, um, which that itself could be a productivity hack for some people here. Mm-hmm. Put, your things, put your things in folders and tag them a certain way. I just didn't, I didn't like that. It didn't work for me. So I'll tell you what worked for me. Is and I think I've mentioned this on the show before. Is uh, and just for a little context, I have a 24 business hour guarantee on all of my emails. Like, if somebody were to email me someone or something, I reply back within 24 business hours. Okay, so that just a little context for this first tip. With that said, I never hard, very, uh, very rare do I reply to an email that was received. Today. So here's why that's important for me is that all of the emails that I reply to or or take care of or need some sort of action today, all the ones that I do today are from yesterday. Mm. And the reason why this is important is because I know where the hard cutoff is. The hard cutoff for me is is yesterday at midnight. So anything sent to me after that, I take care of tomorrow. Because like if I'm trying to reply back and get back, but always be inbox zero, mm-hmm. um, I like today as of right now, it's one twenty-two p.m. where where I am. I have no idea how many emails I'm going to be receiving between now and midnight. You know what I mean? And so I always cut it off at midnight from the day before. So I know what my hard cut off. So like as soon as I wake up first thing in the morning, I know I have 12 emails to reply to and that's it. So that's my email tip there. I, I love that. Uh, this this kind of reminds me of, there's a book, uh, I can't remember the author. I'm going to have to look it up. I, may, I think I may have got, I think I may have gotten it from a book. I do not, I can't take credit for this. Well, I, got, I, read it from, I read it somewhere and I, I don't remember where. So I looked it up. It's called Getting Things Done, the one I'm thinking of. It's by David Allen. And I've read basically the Cliff Notes version of it because I'm that kind of reader. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and basically, so like in Getting Things Done, and I should say everything that we mentioned today, I'm jotting down notes as we talk. I will definitely leave them in the show notes, in the show description, however you want to call it, right here in your podcast player. So if you're listening, unless you're driving, you can open that up right now and click any link of any of these items uh, we will actually get a small kickback on some of them. You know how it works with Amazon affiliates and such. So uh, if you do click through and use something, thank you for supporting the show. Um, but I found the book. It's called Getting Things Done. It's by David Allen. And I, I'm i sure some listeners know this way better than I do. But he has something. It's like 
it's like a touch it once and then mm. assign mm-hmm. it kind of mentality. So like you see your emails come through and you say like this needs handled before midnight tomorrow. This this doesn't need handled or whatever. This doesn't need me like forward it to someone else or whatever. And and um, I know you do that a lot with like in the past. I don't know if you still do. I know you've had like an assistant who helped you with your email, and it was like the the least amount of friction possible, the better uh, when managing yeah. your email. So I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I, I want to add too while we're talking about email uh, another tool again I'll link this up as well uh, is so I've tried like um, unroll.me which I know is really popular and it basically what that does is it takes like all your emails for the day from any sender that you assign and it rolls it all up into one email that it sends you and then mm. you open that one email and sort through so like you might put all your newsletters instead of getting a hundred newsletters in a day you get one email with all your newsletters in it, and then you just scroll through and find the ones you want and open them um and then when it comes to archiving and organizing and deleting your emails you just have one email instead of a hundred so that's kind of nice but uh i didn't i didn't love that uh i used it for a little while it was okay but i found i was missing stuff that mm-hmm. I wanted, and then it was still. I still had to like sort through stuff. The other tool that I've used uh, is called Chuck, and it's at chuck.email. Um, and it basically like uh, you connect it with your Gmail, so you have to. I, I'm sure it works with other you know email providers. Uh, yep, I'm looking right here. It looks with it works with Google, Yahoo, Outlook, Office 365, iCloud, AOL, all sorts of stuff that no one uses anymore. Uh, but <laughs> but it. Basically says like here's all the stuff you're subscribed to. What would you like to stay subscribed to, and what would you like to unsubscribe from? And this was a lifesaver for me. Like this reduced my number of email by a bunch because I was getting like old random stuff that I had forgotten all about from years ago that was just cluttering up my inbox. So yeah. you can check out that tool if you need to just declutter, uh, and you can you can uh, determine you know I don't need emails from these people anymore or whatever. So that's a nice tool to use. Mm. Anything else on email that we should say? Like, let's let's lump it all together. Any? Do you have anything else on your list of uh, you know email related stuff? Uh, yeah, one tiny little thing. I don't know if this works for anybody. Um, if and this is Gmail specific. Uh, so I have my Gmail uh, the layout grouped by unread, and then everything else. Mm, yep. So all of my unread emails are all grouped up at the top of my yeah, inbox. I do that too. So, yeah, uh, that's 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 really the only thing. I, I I wish I had discovered that little feature early on, uh, but I think I fe- I think I've been doing this for a couple of years. Uh, but yeah, that that's one little tidbit. Awesome, I love that. All right, man. Uh, I'll share another one if I can. So, <clears throat> so for yeah. freelancers, uh, particularly, I would say like one thing that I didn't do very well early on, and it has been a total game changer for me, was finding a good um, a good tool to get organized, like a like a CRM, a customer relationship or a client relationship management system, somewhere besides a spreadsheet, which is what I used for so long, where I can keep mm. track of like contacts and the last time I, you know, spoke with them or whatever. Um, there are lots of ways to do this. Like uh, I, maybe one in between one that's like kind of free if you already have Gmail or if you use Google, you know, Gmail for business or whatever, which is what we use on our team. Um, they have Google contacts and, uh, and you can, 
click a contact and it'll show you all of the email conversations you've had with them, which is which is really slick. I love that. And it'll mm. show you like the last time you emailed them and stuff like that. And you can save, you know, notes and contact information and whatever. So like if I have someone that I only chat with every, you know, a couple times every year or whatever, I want to remember what we've talked about and how I know them. So that when they email me, I'm like, who is this again? I can go back and I can check the details there. Um, what the Gmail stuff doesn't offer though is like I can't um I mean, I, I could, but it'd be really cumbersome to put in like project details if I'm working on a project with them or proposals and contracts and um, invoices and all the stuff that like I might have connected to this client, but but it's not a conversation. And so for something like that, you could use like I like we have um, discovered recently on our team this app called Hectic, and it's at hecticapp.com. Again, I'll I'll link it in the show notes, like all the other stuff, but um, it's it's called Hectic, and it does like all this stuff for you in one. So so basically, um, you you keep all the details on your clients, you keep all the details on their projects connected to those clients, and then it does like all your bookkeeping, like basically all the admin stuff that most of us hate to do. Like it it can yeah. it can kind of do it all in one place. And there are other tools for it too. You know, there's like Bonsai does some of that stuff. Uh, FreshBooks does some of that stuff. But like, like just finding a tool hats. where. Yeah, 17 Hats does some of that stuff, but just like a tool that keeps everything all in one place, man, that can save you so much time. Like we've all been there searching through endless emails and trying to <laughs> trying to like find that one conversation we know we had, but what did we say and where did it go and just all that stuff. Yeah. You know? I per, I I 100% agree. I think I think where a lot of people, I think everybody's guilty of it. I am too. Is that they they will see that shiny object, you know? Yeah, of, yeah, totally. The, all the different softwares that they can use, and um, kind of my little tip with you, sub tip of your tip <laughs> is <laughs> uh, is to I always tell people because they always ask me like, what CRM do you use, and blah blah mm-hmm, blah, and like mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, well, what I recommend doing is is to actually whiteboard your entire process. From beginning yep. to end, it's, yep. you know, like from when someone first onboards as a client, and and through throughout basically throughout that process, like projects and project management and all that stuff, like just whiteboard it on on a either a whiteboard or draw it on a piece of paper with yeah. complete. Sticky notes. I like to do it with sticky notes. Sticky so I can notes. Move them around. Yeah, 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 and I and I would say like like flowchart that out first, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then and then what I recommend is. Then do your research on what software will fit your process the best. Yeah. Instead of the other way around, a lot of people will try to choose. Um, like I use ClickUp. Um, yep. And so do we. A lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people will try to work with ClickUp, and then they'll force their own processes just to, so they can work with ClickUp. And I'm like, but sometimes it may not work with that software. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you have to know your process first and then choose your choose the software based off that. In fact, I'm seeing that, you know, as we work with freelancers more and more, like I I was recommending ClickUp and they were like, "Yeah, there's just like too much here for what I need to do. I'm I'm a one-person team yeah. or I'm a one-person with a few like contractors or something like it just is too much." Um which I totally get. I totally appreciate. I had that same experience with with uh, another piece of software. And and so you know that's that's part of why I like Hectic. Like it's built by freelancers. It's it's has freelancers in mind. Like it sort of stays small on purpose. It doesn't overload you with features. So that's nice. 
Um, but it kind of gives you just what you need. But there are, you know, there are, mm-hmm. like you said, there are a million options out there um, that, and, and it just depends on your business. Every business is different. I know lots of like photographers and event planners really like HoneyBook. Um, yep. For me, it's a little feature light. Uh, but, you know, it just depends on what you need. It just depends on what features you care about most and which ones you're going to use and find the right tool for whatever you're going to use the most for your own processes, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree for sure. You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's gonna wanna take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs, and did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. Let's see, what's right, any, next? Yeah, anything else on uh, on sort of administrative tasks like that? We we covered ClickUp, um, which I had on my list. Hectic. I I would uh really like really the only thing on administrative is is uh what I always say is is to look at every single task that you're that you're doing. Like and and just document document everything they're mm-hmm. doing and and when I and I I seriously do think documenting is, is the way to go because sometimes you don't know the things that you're doing until you actually write it down yeah. and keeping track of it like over a 24 hour period and and then go through your your go through the items and and think to yourself is this a fifteen dollar an hour task mm. if the answer is yes in my opinion that that should be delegated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I and I don't know if that falls into productivity or not, but like I think it for sure does. I know, 
Yeah, I know you can get more done the more you delegate. So <laughs> yeah. Okay, so do you have so so something we've done recently on the Milo team is like really get serious about uh, standard operating procedures and like really documenting those. We kind of had them all mm-hmm. over the place, like in Google Drive and stuff. And we started using a portion of ClickUp to uh, just store all of our SOPs. Do you do you have a tool that you use or recommend for those? When I know you're like moving to more of a contractor kind of team uh, layout, but like mm-hmm. before when you had full time employees or whatever, and you had to onboard people. Did you have SOPs somewhere, standard operating procedures where where you just said like, here's how you do this thing, and you just sent them to it? What did you use? Yeah, so I and I don't have the perfect system for this. I, we also use ClickUp. Yeah. Um, so the the ClickUp, you know, you can you can lock certain tasks uh, or certain lists to certain people and things like that. So like that that was mm. perfect for us. I know a lot of people that use Trainual. Okay. Um, yeah. And yeah, and I'm I'm not affiliated with it at all or anything. Um, I I've not dealt with it even. I've no I don't have any experience, but I know a lot of people that do use it. And then uh, the other thing too is uh, uh, any kind of screen record. Um, software. Yeah. So, like Loom, mm-hmm. um, for example, like it's so easy. It's so he like I, I don't use Loom. I use um, since I already have a Vimeo account. Vimeo has a a Loom type feature where you can screen record something very very quickly mm. and and send it to them. Like I didn't know that. So, I'm a Vimeo customer too. I should I should take a look at that. Oh, take a look because it is so fast. And like when someone says I don't know how to do a certain thing. There's a Chrome extension for that specific feature, and I can just like, I can just click on it, and then I can hit, I could choose what screen or what tab, and then hit start record. And then as soon as I'm done, it provides me a link instantly that I can copy and paste and send Love it to that. that person. So it's basically yeah. like Loom, but through Vimeo. It's exactly because like yeah, because Loom does the same thing with that Chrome extension. Super nice. I love that. Yep. We we I may I may have to start using that because we started using ClickUp's. Um, they have like this hidden screen record feature. Yeah, <laughs> you like yeah. have to use their like browser version and then leave a comment and then record a video comment and then insert that comment into the task. And I'm like, guys, you can figure this out, <laughs> and I'm sure yeah. they will at some point. But but this Vimeo thing sounds really promising. I I try you know I've tried that a couple times too. It's I like where they're going. It's relatively new. It that is featuring ClickUp. Last time I say they'll get there. Yeah, they will get there. And to me, it's just. At, at least as of right now, it's way faster for me to go and hit the little Vimeo uh, mm-hmm. button, record mm-hmm. my thing real quick, copy and paste, and I can either put it in ClickUp or I can email it or message them that yeah. link. Yeah, I'm going to have to start doing that. I'm going to have to look into that. Mm-hmm. And what's okay, really so cool will... is it's all, it's all stored in Vimeo, in your Vimeo account. Yeah, too. no, that's killer. I love it. So we will link definitely to Vimeo, uh, that Chrome extension. We'll link to Trainual, which I've heard a lot about Trainual as well, which is like a training manual. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I've heard there's there's another one I've heard of, but I can't think of what it's called. I was trying to look it up and see. Um, sure maybe it was tons. like process process kit. Is that a thing? Process kit. I'm oh, look process. It up maybe like process.io or something. That sounds funny. Oh, no, it's uh, the one I'm thinking of at least is processkit.com. It's agency process and client management software. 
So that uh, looks like it's promising. I feel like it was built by someone I knew or, or trusted or something, but I don't know why. It's just in my brain for some reason. So that might be worth looking into. We'll link to it. Again, some of these we highly endorse. Some of these we just are sort of in passing remembering that they exist. So <laughs> uh, take everything yeah. with a grain of salt, obviously. But yeah, I think um, I think somewhere to store your processes, that's been a game changer for us. Uh, mm-hmm. Instead of just like having to reteach stuff or or people start doing things in weird ways and then stuff gets lost. And yeah, just having somewhere where you yep. remember how you've done it in the past, if it's you and if it's your team or people you work with, they can quickly reference how it's done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. Well, I've got a good one. Um, yeah. So one of the things, and this goes along with email too, um, I guess it kind of ties in. So if if you have a team, so this is only, this only this only applies if you have a team or an employee or employees. Mm. Uh, so one of the things that I always ran into as the boss is I get interrupted multiple times a day by mm-hmm. multiple employees, and mm-hmm. disruption is a productivity killer. Any kind of disruption. And so, especially among creatives, right? So most of us that are listening here are creatives. And I don't know about you guys, but like when I get into a creative mode, I am in a creative mode, like, and I'm super productive until it gets disrupted. And then I got to start all over again. (laughs) And so disruption is, is a major productivity killer. So, um, one of those, one of the biggest disruptions was getting interrupted by my team because of like questions that they needed answered and things like that, right? Um, so what I started doing was, and I and I quickly realized I, I documented what kinds of questions that that my team asked me, and I was like, okay, I'm seeing a trend here. Mm-hmm. So what I started doing was a a a little bit of a protocol with them. So I said, I told my team, I said, if you have a question that you feel like you need to ask me. One, your first step is to look at the SOPs, look at the training modules and see if there's anything there, right? First step. Second step, if you don't see anything there, uh, Google Google it, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's so many things on Google and YouTube, like you could figure it out in 15 minutes. And so I said, but Google it, try to figure it out just by doing that and searching YouTube, but max it out at 15 minutes. Right, because I don't want people spending two hours googling. <laughs> yeah, googling like you stuff. You could have taught them when, in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I said, fifteen. Give it fifteen minutes. That's your second thing. The third thing is, uh, is to ask a coworker uh, if if uh, if somebody else knows the answer. And so the reason why I said Google first or before asking a coworker is because I don't want their their day interrupted either. Right. Um, so the third, the third thing was ask a coworker. The fourth thing is to reach out to me, but via email. If it if it is not, I say email, email or ClickUp um, or Slack. If it's not urgent, and but what I tell them is if they do it through any of those methods, it's not going to be until four p.m. in the afternoon because that's when I'll check those types of messages. And then the fifth thing is. Okay, if all four of those things, if you like, if you can't, if you feel like it doesn't fit all four of those things, then you can do the fifth thing and you text me and say, Hey, this is urgent. I need to figure this out now. I can't figure it out. 
I've searched, and then I will actually answer the question yeah. and, and tackle it at that point. Whenever I put this protocol into place, those five steps in that order, my disruptions from my team went down by 90%. Yeah. I believe it. Was it. Crazy. Yeah, because they ra- they rarely get to those final two steps where you have to get involved. Usually, exactly. they can solve the problem otherwise. Yeah, yeah, and they don't, and also they don't want to wait. Like if it's in the morning, let's say ten a.m. or whatever, they don't want to wait until four p.m. for me. That's right. for me so to they're answer. motivated. <laughs> they're motivated yeah. to find the answer on their own. I yeah. I think this could work also. Like if you're a you're a solo team, this could also work with your clients. Mm, like I see. Yes. Um, I see even like software like. Um, Oh boy, what's it called? Uh, like Intercom. That might be a little. Mm-hmm. It might be a little pricey if you're just a solo freelancer. But I'm sure there's other alternatives where it's basically like documentation, frequently asked questions, kind of on steroids, right? So it's like you might have a document for you know what do I do if uh, I don't know what's the, like whatever your common client questions are, right? What do I do if yeah. my website's down? What do I do if uh, someone has emailed me about a trademarked image or a copyrighted image that we used? Or like all this stuff that you really, it's just a canned answer. Like you don't have to pr- be personally responsible for responding yeah. to that. Um, you could you could put those all in like a, an FAQ or some sort of thing where they can search or a chat bot, depending on like what you're, you know, how good you are at technology and stuff. Um, yeah, but I think interruptions from Coworkers, team members, or from clients, those can be huge productivity killers. So definitely find some way to work around that. You'll see your productivity go through the roof. Yeah, that's good. And and that all comes to expectations at the beginning too. Like if you onboard a new client, then you say, Hey, um, mm-hmm. if you if you I'm happy if you want to email me or text me or whatever, but I don't return those until 4 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean? love that. Or like your 24, you're like one business day thing that you say. Or, yeah. or um, mm-hmm. I used to have a thing on my voicemail that said, uh, I check my voicemail once a day at, well, I don't even remember, at, you know, at noon or something. And so if it's past noon, you're not going to hear from me till tomorrow. Um, so feel That's free to one- email me instead <laughs> or text me or whatever, you know. That's one more time than I check my voicemail. <laughs> this was years ago. This was like eight years ago or more. <laughs> I don't. I don't check voicemail anymore, man. I get so many robocalls and spam. Oh yeah. And I'm like, in fact, my my voicemail um, message says, I don't check voicemail. So if you want to reach me, text me at this number <laughs> or email me at this email address. <laughs> I don't think mine even. Ah, oh, that's not true. My business one does say something. My personal one just is like the canned, <laughs> the yeah. canned response. I haven't even bothered to record one because everyone that wants to call me knows that I don't. I don't check my voicemail, so they don't bother leaving me one, which is good. <laughs> Except my mom hates it, but what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, another thing that you mentioned sort of in passing, uh, we can talk a little bit about communication styles and communication tools. You mentioned Slack. Um, so like, if you're spending a ton of time emailing, particularly emailing your team, but you could also set up your clients on Slack. Um, if you're spending a ton of time in email, just like going back and forth, especially like little messages, like a quick question with a quick answer, and then another quick question, another quick answer, you need Slack desperately. Um, Slack speeds up your communication so much and helps helps it stay organized in channels, um, which is basically like topics. And like we, even though we use ClickUp a ton, we still use Slack for non-task oriented communication. So it's just like if there's a question or hey, I'm going to be out of the office or whatever, mm. uh, we use Slack for that kind of stuff. I have a love-hate relationship with Slack. <laughs> Why is that? I love it for all the reasons that you just said, right? 
Uh, I love the quick, just quick mm-hmm. responses, quick mm-hmm. notes, kind of things like that. I I hate it for that reason too, because it is a disruptor. Yeah, for sure. It's a m- multiple disruptor uh, disruptions throughout the day, and it's like it's like one of those things. It's like you know that those notifications are there, and they're just building up throughout the day. It's like a mental thing. You know, it's like, I know I'm getting pinged. I'm getting pinged. I'm getting pinged. And like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. That's why it's like. For me, like I turn off my notifications. It's kind of like checking, you know, checking your email only at four o'clock or whatever. I just turn off, especially on my phone. I don't have hardly any notifications on my phone for anything. And especially not for like Slack work stuff because... Yeah, otherwise it's like all day. It never stops all day and all night too because half of my team works the complete opposite schedule <laughs> than I do. Yeah. Like when I'm sleeping, they're working and vice versa. So yeah, it's, yeah. you're right. It can That can be lots of distractions. I say turn off the notifications. Uh, I have my desktop notifications when I'm actually in the office and working, but yeah, like other than that, no way. We actually, we actually moved away from Slack. Um or I did. I and then I I created a Slack type feature in ClickUp. That's oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's cool. It's not as good. It's not as good, but it's uh. It actually brings up to my brings up my my next tip okay. <laughs> if we want to go, go into that. Yeah, is my recommendation is to try to combine all of your tools into one. Yes, thing totally. If, if you if you can, um. So like that. This is the reason why I like ClickUp. Um. Is because it's my project management software. It is my CRM. It is my Slack feature. Um, you know, they're not they're not the best at every single thing, but having everything into one tool, it's it's just way easier than having to pull up five, six, seven different tools. Totally. I'd be curious, and this is maybe needs to be a whole other episode because I think we could talk forever just about ClickUp, but. Like I can't figure out how to do like a good CRM uh, or a good, like you said, a Slack-like sort of chat. I can't figure out how to do that stuff. So maybe, maybe you could either teach me offline or you could teach me on the air, and everyone else could learn as well. Yeah, um, yeah. There's not. Well, I'll just say there's not. There's not a good CRM feature. I yeah. just kind of like. I kind of. I kind of uh, did a makeshift version of CRM. Mm. Yeah, it's good enough for me. Good enough yeah, for yeah. me, but yeah. it all depends on what all you need. Yeah, it depends on what you're already doing and yeah. what you need. But yeah, I, I love that tip of like getting everything in one place. Um, certainly limiting how many tools you use, and and that's why like yeah. like the one I mentioned previously, hectic. It like combines like if you're doing like PayPal invoices and Panda Doc contracts and gosh, I don't know. Uh, Time like uh, what's it called? Timeular or toggle for your time tracking? Like, why not just bring that all into one mm-hmm. tool, like a hectic, where they do it all, and then and then yes, you might still have to have your email and your Slack and your ClickUp or something, but but maybe not. Maybe those can work their way into as well. Um, and these products develop over time, like they they get more features, um, they try to swallow each other up. So it's like really good for us because they all compete um, and they they. Make some really cool features for us. So, I mm-hmm. think you're right. Like getting getting everything all in one place can be really really helpful. And uh, I hate to say this now after you said that, <laughs> but I have one more tool uh, <laughs> that that can help with sort of asynchronous communication. So maybe this is like an overall tip: 
Asynchronous communication with your clients and your team can be so powerful. And if you're not familiar with async communication, we're talking about like, I don't have to be physically present or even on Zoom present uh, at the same time as the person I'm having a conversation with, right? So like, uh, I don't have to be in a Zoom meeting. I don't have to be in a conference room. I don't have to be you know, at a coffee shop face-to-face talking something out with someone. And there's so many advantages to asynchronous where I respond on my own time, you respond on your own time. Um, you know, you can keep a better record of things. You can have time to think things through. Like there's a lot of advantages. And one, yeah. one guy who's really pioneering sort of this asynchronous communication stuff uh, with his product is, uh, is Brian Castle. And um, a friend of the show, he's been on the show before, and he's building a tool called Zip Message. And it's super cool. So basically, it's kind of like mm-hmm. one of these, like we talked about Loom. Uh, but his is sort of like Loom on steroids. So you can go mm-hmm. in and record a video, and then someone can respond just like it's a chat message. Um, and and they can either type or record a video or just record audio, uh, do a screencast. Like there's all these options. And you can just you can upload a document as a response. Like there's all these choices of responses that you can send. So I'll link to Zip Message. It's a pretty cool tool. Um, and and I think like if especially interacting with clients, because that can be tough. You can create like a mailbox just for one client. And then when they have a question, you could respond with a video and they could respond with another video showing you what's wrong on their end or whatever. Like it could be really cool uh, to communicate with clients that way. Yeah, this looks really cool. I just I typed it in. <laughs> just yeah. To check. Uh, yeah, it's cute. I'm I'm curious now. I'm gonna try it out. Yeah, I've thought about it like for coaching too. I thought it could be cool, like like yeah. asynchro- asynchronous coaching sessions. If you're a coach, you could like do a little coaching. They respond with a video on their own time. Then on your own time, you respond again. You know, uh, I think it could be. There's like a lot of applications. I think for it's actually for this kind of tool. I think that's really good for coaching. Actually, yeah, that way you can respond in your own time. That's right. And and people can go back and like review the feedback you gave them instead of trying to take notes and remember what you said in a session or something. Like they can go yeah. back and listen to it again. So I think there's a lot of application for it. Very cool. Yeah, that's kind of and it cool. saves you. Yeah, like you said, it saves you time because you're not having to be stuck in a meeting or repeat yourself as much. So. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so check like out this. Zip Message. We'll link it in the uh, in the show description as well. I'm. I'm running out of tools and ideas here, which is maybe good. I think we've had a good run here. What what have what's still left on your side, Clay? I got two things. Um, yeah. One of them, and I'll save the last one for for. I I'll save the last one or the best one for last. My favorite one, but the next one is um, it's very simple, and it again it works for some people. It works wonders for others, uh, or it doesn't work wonders for others, but it, it does for some people. Is is time blocking. And mm. and everybody's heard of time blocking. And if you if you you're not aware of time blocking, it's basically um, taking your task list and blocking that time to get that task list that task done and putting it on your calendar. And so what I do every single every single uh, I actually do this on Sundays is I prepare for the week. And so what does that mean? I I look at my week and. I it, all my meetings are already scheduled because I uh, for for my meetings and zooms that I I send people a link to to like book on my calendar so th- they're already set and so what I do is I take I take my the the kind of the gaps of the day 
and I fill it in with my task list. And that could be projects that I'm working on. That could be any other any other task that I need to be done. And I do this for all my personal tasks too. And so I, if I think it's going to take an hour, I block off an hour on my calendar. And that is the time that I do that task. And that is literally the only thing I do during that time. Now, where people get in trouble but with time blocking is they think it's going to take about as half about half the time that it actually <laughs> <Yeah>. takes. <laughs> yep. So what I recommend doing is if you think it's going to take an hour, block off two. That's I always do I always say double double the time that you that you yeah. think it's going to take. That's a great tip. Mhm. And then, I mean even scientifically my, it's been shown that we can't estimate time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And and uh and that way, you know, like I that way you're working on one thing at a time because I am a big believer in the fact that us humans just biologically people will say they're multitaskers but I don't think we are designed to multitask. I no. think we are designed to do one thing at a time at the most most productive mode that we can be mm-hmm. is when we're working on one, literally one thing. And so time blocking allows you to do that. And so that's that's kind of my my uh my kind of my calendar time blocking task list kind of hack. I love that. All right, and now you saved your best for last. I'm very my excited. My best for last is yeah, and this <laughs> is something it's it's so fundamental, but people don't they they forget about it or they don't know about it is think about your environment. And so mm. here's what I mean by that. That can mean a that can mean so many different things. That can mean what kind of lighting are you most productive in? So like for me, I like to be in a cave. I don't I don't like a, I don't like a lot of natural light. Um I like to be in a dark environment. That's when I'm most productive. You also have to think about uh the like the desk and the chair that you're sitting at. Are you mm-hmm. a standing desk mm-hmm. person or are you a sitting desk person? Yep. Um or you also have to think about audio. Um a lot of people and I I would challenge Everyone who's listening to do this with your audio, a lot of people will listen to, um, you know, like their favorite artists on Spotify or something like, or the latest hits or whatever. I would encourage you to not listen to those, but to listen to something that is more, um, what, what's the word? Ambient. Mm. That's more of like, more of like background noise. So like, my one of my favorite my favorite working um my favorite kind of station i guess you could say on spotify is called deep focus so mm. if you just search deep focus on spotify that's what i listen to when i work and it's it, it works wonders i think there's something psychological in in the in the idea of like if you're listening to like the latest latest hits or like actual songs mm-hmm. the problem that i have with that is that I think there's a lot of disruptions there. Yeah. Um, one, one. I mean, like just the song itself. Well, they're broken up into verses and, and choruses, right? And so, some people like the chorus, some people don't like the chorus. You know, like so, like there's there's like a psychological disruption there. Also, if you if the next song because it, it just automatically plays in the next song, if you don't like it, that's a disruption. You have to you have to go over there, yep. click next, yep. and it's a disruption. So like. The reason why I like deep focus is because it's just ambient music. It's just yeah. background ambient music. And it's kind of all the same. And so I am way more productive to do that 
Mm. And then the last couple of things I would say is if you, uh, probably the things that people don't, they completely ignore is if you're hungry or if you're sleepy, do not ignore those. Like if you're hungry, go eat. If you're thirsty, go get a drink. If you're sleepy at all, go take a nap. Like mm-hmm. seriously, I it will I pay a couch. off on the back end, right? It will, yeah. Yep. Like I have a couch in my office specifically for taking naps. I did not buy it for to impress clients. The <laughs> fact that I have a couch in my like no, I didn't buy it for decor. No, I bought it specifically to take a nap in my office whenever I get sleepy during the day. Yep. All yeah. of that combined, you can be super productive. Definitely. I'll add to that, like uh, the cleanliness of, or or if you work, like some people work better in clutter or with tons of things on the wall or tons of decorations. Some people work better like in a simplified space or a cleaner space. Mm-hmm. So you got it. Yeah. You just got to know, you know how you feel like in your space. Like for example, my space is a mess right now. And some days that feels great, but most days uh, I just feel like I need to clean before I can work. Uh, and so like, I'm sort of only halfway there. It's like the music thing. Like you said, you're, you're, when you're listening to your favorite music, half your brain or even just a slice of your brain is kind of over listening to the music instead of yep. all of it being dedicated to your work at the time. So oh, I think you're right. Sure. Like, good point. yeah, just splitting, splitting stuff up. Like there's a time to listen to your favorite music and maybe that's not while you're working. Uh, if you want to be as productive as possible. Now, again, mm-hmm. here's, here's maybe one last caveat too productivity is not the end-all be-all, right? Like there are other things in life than just being productive. <laughs> there, You do need to be happy at work. We hope you're happy at work. Like you need to enjoy the work you do. You need to enjoy the people you work with. And so, yeah, some of these things might make you more productive, but if they make you less happy, then, you know, you may not want to do them either. That's why we started the episode by saying what works for us doesn't isn't necessarily going to work for everybody. I don't know about you, but when I have a productive day, I'm happy as hell. Yeah, for sure. You're right. And, and when, when I don't have a productive day and I feel like I didn't really do anything, I'm it's depressed as hell. That's true. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I get your point, but like that's, I think product, I think being productive is, is synonymous with being happy. Yeah, for sure. I guess, <laughs> I, okay, I, I, I agree. I agree with that. I guess what I'm saying is like, if listening to a certain kind of music, it like really just, brightens up your whole day and you're 5% less productive because of it. Oh yeah. Okay, you know, I see. like it's yep. not, it's not worth being 5% more productive. I'm not talking like on or off productive or not productive. I'm talking about like, don't try to eke out 1% more productivity by taking out everything you love about your life or your yep. work or whatever, you know? Yep. Yeah. That so, makes sense. That makes sense. But yeah, I agree. I agree that I've never had a productive day that I was like frustrated at the end. And I've had plenty yep. of unproductive days where I was just like, I had, today was a total waste. Yep. Okay, I got one last one just because okay. I think this is super important. I think this will be super quick. Um, and this is something I wish I had done in the beginning and I didn't, is take at least one day off a week. Mm, yeah. One full day off a week. I know as a... Especially some for some of you that are freelancers or like you have a new business or you're hustling and grinding, whatever. Like it's really hard yep. to take a take a day off. And I trust me, I, I get it. And I know Preston does too. Like it's it's mm-hmm. one of those things that you just you, you feel like you always need to work. And so therefore you never take a day off. You you work seven days a week. But like I wish I had taken a full day off every week. Yeah. Back back when I first started. Yeah. 
I think it's just a good mental reset and and it, and it avoids burnout for sure. I've so I've I've always done it sort of religiously uh uh Meaning, in our family, we believe in you know taking taking what we call the Sabbath day off, so taking Sunday off. So we just don't work that day, and and then I realized, like, long into doing it for religious purposes, I just realized, like, yeah, for productivity and and mental health, like, it was just it's just good to just yeah step away. Um, you it helps you orient your week a little bit more. It helps you spend time doing things you care about. Uh, like, it's just it's just a good. Yeah, religion or not, like it's. I think it's just really, really great for your mental health. So, yeah, it's it's uh it's good for family too. You know, if yeah, you're married yeah, for sure. And, have kids, yeah, yeah. It's good for relationships yeah. too. So. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. All right, man. Well, I think this has been a lot of fun. I appreciate you bringing some great ideas to the table. Hopefully, listeners, you have enjoyed this episode on our best productivity. Uh, tips, hacks, tools, whatever you want to call it. Um, again, we'll link to everything, which is a lot now, <laughs> in the show notes. <laughs> um, you can just click in your podcast player directly the, the show notes for this episode, and we'll have links to all of that there. Uh, thanks again, Clay. Talk to you soon. Yep. See ya. See ya. Freelance to Founder is produced by the team at Millo. Visit millo.co to level up your freelancing. And Dripify, visit getdripify.com to become a bad A in business. Freelance to Founder is also part of the Podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music for this show was produced by Joaquin Carud. You can catch past episodes at freelancetofounder.com or by searching Freelance to Founder in your favorite podcast player. While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. Until next time. See ya.